This is episode 478 of the AWS podcast, released on October 13th, 2021. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS podcast. Simon Lashir here with you, and this is a very special series called Right Now at AWS. Hosted by Adidoptus, it's a special series focusing on enterprises across industries. We hope you enjoy it. This is Right Now at AWS, the podcast series that surfaces patterns, best practices, and successful solutions across every imaginable industry. I'm your host, Katie Daptis. When you say genomics, the use cases that come to mind usually involve healthcare, but the cloud is helping to drive the democratization of genomics, which is being applied across industries. This growing customer need has AWS doubling down in the genomics space. And here to talk about what's possible is Principal Worldwide Genomics Solutions Specialist, Pantea Kodami. Thanks so much for joining today, Pantea. Thank you for having me on the show, Katie. So what are the latest trends in genomics we should know about? So Katie, there have been a few trends in the genomics market over the last two decades that uh, I want to highlight here. First one is the cost of genome sequencing. The Human Genome Project that completed in 2003, it had a price tag of $2.7 billion to sequence a single genome. Today, it costs us less than $600 to do it. Uh, so what this reduction in price means is that more than ever, Researchers, scientists, and physicians, they can afford to incorporate genomics uh, in their studies, and genomics has become more widespread. Second trend is the time to sequence a genome. And the reason that this is very critical is that for genomics to become tightly integrated in healthcare, we need timelines that are short and relevant for physicians' decision-making process. So it took us 13 years to sequence the first human genome, and now we can go from sample to results in a matter of hours. This quick turnaround time, it offers actionable insight to guide treatment and improve patient outcomes. And the third trend to highlight is our increasing knowledge about genomics and understanding how to apply it. So today we've identified genomics markers for a variety of cancer types and genetic diseases. We have companies that are developing companion diagnostic tests to help match a patient to a specific drug treatment, all based on the gene change and biomarker of that disease. And we have several countries around the world that are doing population-scale genomic studies to better understand the genomic makeup of their population and then leverage those findings for a more efficient population health management. Globally, there's been over $4 billion allocated to population sequencing initiatives uh, to better understand genetic risk factors and contribute to the population health. So I would say these three trends, they have come together to make uh, 21st century the era of genomics. As an outsider looking in, it sounds incredible and almost like magical thinking, but it's not. It's science. But to say something that costs billions of dollars now costs 600, 13 years down to hours, and this real personalization of understanding cancer at a fundamental level, it kind of blows my mind. How did we get here? Well, it's been an incredible journey. Part of it has been through technological advances with genomic sequencing, and part of it has been just, again, better understanding and being able to correlate different genetic variations to different diseases and really putting science to work and help us with making healthcare more proactive, more preventative, and more personalized. 
And I think COVID pandemic and the COVID vaccine is just an example of how genomic sequencing has really helped us. So when it came to COVID and the Moderna story, we went from sequencing the COVID virus to a vaccine created for trials in less than 43 days. And, and that shows the remarkable power of genomics. Uh, you know, in the history of humankind, we've never seen such timelines for a vaccine development. Aside from healthcare, can you share how genomics is impacting other industries? So which industries have those emerging use cases? Yeah. So um, even when it comes to healthcare, so I just talked briefly about the, the mRNA-based uh, vaccine. But uh, to kind of expand on that, in cancer, uh, by using comprehensive genomic profiling, we can look at the genomics of the cancer to identify the genes and biomarkers that could be causing the cancer and then really help guide the treatment option for the patient. And reproductive health, we're leveraging DNA-based non-invasive prenatal testing uh, to get information about the health of the pregnancy and the baby at 10 weeks of pregnancy without having to do any invasive procedure. And for rare disease, utilizing genomics in NICU, we can go from samples to possible diagnosis uh, for infants in less than 14 hours. And that's not even the full story. Um, in agriculture, genomics is being leveraged now to make climate smart and sustainable foods. A direct-to-consumer genetic testing is helping to understand, um, is helping people to understand their genealogy and discover their ancestors. I'm not sure if you have done any of those direct-to-consumer testings, but it's actually really fun and it's a good, uh, I would say, task to do with the family members. And it's fun to kind of look back at what you think you are versus what you really truly your genomic makeup is. Well, actually, I have done it, but I've also done it for my dog. So it was a very interesting um, <laughs> look at my dog's DNA as well. Yeah, I mean, they say that there's nothing uh, more you than your genome. So it's just fascinating to, um, you know, go through that genomic discovery and understanding, you know, truly your software code, your backbone of who you are. And, you know, the genomic revolution is here and it's really exciting to be at AWS because I think we're well positioned to help genomic customers throughout their journey, whatever that journey is, if it's healthcare, agriculture, genealogy, whatever that journey is, to really help them with turning you know, the samples into actionable insight and uh, fuel um, scientific discoveries and more personal discoveries as well. So what are the challenges when incorporating genomics into workloads? Well, there are several challenges, and I would say one of the main ones is around the size of the data and the amount of data. So uh, genomics data sets, they can be rather large. Um, files that they store a single human genome, they can be hundreds of gigabytes in size. And each human genome, it contains enough data to fill 200 phone books. As sequencing technology has improved over time, uh, you know, more data can be extracted from biological samples, which further increases the size of these raw data files. With the cost of sequencing coming down also more than 99%, we've seen genomic being adopted more and more widely accessible. And what this means is that the amount of data is outpacing the volume of data that has been generated from any other field that traditionally we thought of as large, such as um, astronomy, social media, or even video content. 
And, you know, combining the reduction in price with the ease of doing genomic sequencing, it creates this immense data gravity. And genomic data sets, they have become too big and the amount of data is outpacing on-prem capacity. So customers, they really need solutions to be able to continue with, uh, with the data production. And another challenge that um, I'll highlight here is that there are a lot of computational steps that are involved with going from raw genomic data into something that is scientifically or clinically actionable. And the tools that I'm referring to here, they can range from a simple QC metric and statistics on the raw data to application of machine learning algorithms to identify significant genetic variations in a population. And the variety of the tools that are involved, it means that there's also a variety of computational needs. And that is a big challenge for, um, for genomics customers. So for them to process and analyze uh, this variety of workloads and tools and operate them efficiently, they need a compute infrastructure that is scalable and flexible. And again, that's where cloud can really help our, our customers. What are some AWS solutions to address these challenges? So we can add value in several areas uh, throughout the customer journey. Um, so we were just talking about the size of the data exceeding on-prem capacity and also need for scalable and flexible compute. The first step in the customer journey would be to get the data to the cloud. So we have solutions such as AWS DataSync to easily transfer the data directly from the sequencer or on-prem infrastructure to the cloud. And genomic customers can then utilize the Amazon Simple Storage Service, uh, Amazon S3, to store and protect uh, the growing amount of data that they have uh, in a cost-effective way. And we also have services to help organizations optimize their data management, reduce storage costs, and enable them to securely collaborate across different institutions and also globally. When it comes to building and running genomic workflow pipelines, AWS offers workflow orchestrators and also job execution tools that, again, are all essential components of helping customers building and executing their genomic tools and uh, workflows. And these are just a few examples that we have available to address the genomic customer needs. Cloud as a whole, AWS Cloud offers scalability, um, security, flexibility, performance, and availability, which are all very important in the genomics market. Once the customer data is in the cloud, then there are a variety of services and also partner offerings that uh, the genomics market can benefit from for transferring their data, storing their data, doing workflow automation, aggregating and governing that data, tertiary analysis, machine learning, clinical application. There are just several services that we have. So I think that the sort of step one in the journey is getting the data to the cloud, and then there are plenty of resources available to help customers address their challenges. It really does sound tough, cloud and genomics. It's a complicated uh, combination, uh, but can you share some customer success stories? Yes, I would love to. So we actually have a wide variety of genomic customers that are currently using AWS. They range from government to enterprise to startups. And we work with partners, with PopSeq initiatives, population sequencing initiatives, uh, with research institutions, with pharma, as well as instrument providers. In pharma, maybe I'll share with you an example from AstraZeneca. So AstraZeneca, they are accelerating uh, the use of genomics uh, to transform drug discovery. 
and they use petabytes of genomic sequencing data to inform the drug research and development. And to rapidly process this large amount of data at scale, they use AWS and build a fast, efficient uh, solution for extracting impactful genomic insight. So the benefit of using AWS for them has been ability to run 51 billion statistical tests in less than 24 hours. Delivery of genomic insights to more than 40 of their drug discoveries in 2020. Also, AWS has enabled them to scale up or down to accommodate for the erratic demand for genomic sequencing. Maybe I'll share another customer example, and that uh, would be our LifeBit, which is our AWS Select Consulting Partner. So LifeBit works with biobanks, research institutes, pharma companies, and their goal is to provide solutions that analyze clinical genomics data sets to accelerate drug discovery, diagnostics, disease surveillance, drug response predictions, and wellness models. And LifeBit, the, the amazing work that they have done is that they re-engineered the traditional model for securing data. So they bring compute engine and analytics to the data itself. And this new model, it is powered by Amazon Elastic Compute Cloud, Amazon EC2, which is a web service that provides secure, resizable compute capacity in the cloud. And LifeBit, um, they work on projects with more than 100 petabytes of stored data, which requires billions of virtual CPU hours. And we have several other customer success stories that I would love to share. But given the time that we have here, I encourage everyone that is interested to check out our customer success stories section of the website for our genomics stories. And we can provide a link to that too in the show notes. This all sounds amazing, but how does a customer get started? So uh, current AWS customers, they can reach out to their account managers. And for new customers, I encourage them to check out the genomic section of our AWS for Health website. We do have a link for getting started and customers that would just need to fill out a form and then they'll be contacted shortly after. Okay, now looking forward, as a genomics expert, what are you excited about? What do you think will be the next big thing? Katie, I'm really excited about genomics. You know, the field is evolving very rapidly, and it's just been such a great experience to be involved in it. I would say the first revolution, again, in genomics was around the price reduction, going from $2.7 billion to less than $600. Second revolution has been around turnaround time, so going from years to months to weeks to days and now hours. And I believe the third revolution is, is going to be around data. So being able to bring large amount of data from different sources and different studies all together to gain actionable insight. Uh, there's power in numbers and over 60 million individuals are expected to have their genome sequenced in a healthcare setting by 2025. For data production and secure collaboration globally at such a large scale, cloud is really the only answer. Um, so I would say I'm most excited about genomics data revolution uh, for the wide adoption of cloud in the genomics market uh, that can really help fuel the next generation of large-scale, multimodal, multi-omics discoveries. Pantea, thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Katie.